Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Happy New Year. Happy 2018. I uh, hope you've had a fantastic holiday with friends and family and lots of good food. Uh, I certainly have. I've been resting relaxing, decompressing from last year. Uh, it was an amazing year last year. Uh, I was super pleased to have um, completed all the projects that I had planned to do. Um, so I feel I'm feeling good and I'm very, very excited about 2018 this year. Um, no particularly big new year plans around the I will teach you a language world, although I am starting, I am releasing, well, re-releasing, I guess, uh, my um, Spanish beginners course. You might remember from last summer, I um, released a new Spanish course that's all based around story. So basically, you the way that you learn on this course is that you read uh, an entire book in Spanish, which sounds difficult, but actually it's not. You read this book, which I've written, and you listen to it as well. And the way the course works is I then teach you Spanish through the story. So you get to follow along and essentially read an entire book in Spanish by the time you finish the course. It's very, very, very cool, very fun. And uh, we've been getting amazing feedback from the people who are in the beta group. But uh, the beta group is now over. We have um, updated and improved the course in many, many different ways. And now we're, really, we're releasing the full version. And for New Year, I'm, I've decided to do something quite cool, which is an implementation program. So what that means basically is you join the course. But then you also get a series of phone calls with me over a series of months uh, so that you've got that extra step of accountability to make sure that you actually keep going and keep studying. So basically you go through the course as normal, but then once a month, or I think it's probably going to be something like that once a month, then you get to check in with me and we talk about how you've been, how you've been getting on. Uh, so that way you, um, you are much more likely to actually follow through, complete the course because you know you're going to have to explain to me why <laughs> why you haven't been doing it uh, if you don't. So um, now, when you listen to this, uh, there's not much time actually because this has been going out over email. So if if that if that, if that is of interest to you in the slightest, um, then you should shoot me an email very quickly to Ollie at I will teach you a language dot com. That's O L L Y at I will teach you a language dot com. And if you do that in the next well, I think within the next week or so, then we should be able to get you added to to that just in time, or at least send you some more information about it. All right, then. Great question today about making your own materials. But before we get to that, I'd like to thank the wonderful sponsors of the show, Fantastic italki, who have been keeping the lights on. If you'd like to get a free lesson with a teacher of any language anywhere in the world, then you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. All right, then question today comes in over email, actually, and it comes from Louise. And Louise says, Hi Ollie, I have a question for the podcast about producing your own resources. I've been studying Arabic for some time, modern standard Arabic to be precise. My husband speaks Arabic, but I haven't been able to find resources to learn his dialect. And as such, I've stuck with MSA, MSA being modern standard Arabic. I can use Arabic to text back and forth with his parents. And while I have some basic understanding of the pronunciation differences, my listening is particularly poor. 
I've recorded my husband speaking and I've been listening to this, but I was wondering if you had any advice about the best way to go about doing this kind of thing in a useful way, as I think you've mentioned getting teachers to help with personalised materials before. Fantastic question, Louise. Firstly, Happy New Year. Um, sorry you had to wait a month to get your reply, um, but uh, we are properly checking up on email questions now, so uh, <laughs> at least that's working. Listen, good job with the Arabic. Um, already being able to text back and forth is fantastic. I don't know whether you use the uh, the Franco-Arabic alphabet. Um, that's what I used to use when I, when I was learning Arabic, or whether you actually write in Arabic script. Either way, it's great that you've got to that point because you're already you know, communicating really well. But yeah, this this it's just difficult with Arabic because you've got, uh, as you've been studying modern standard Arabic, which is the kind of the authentic traditional Arabic, if you like, and yet no one actually speaks that because, because uh, what you speak at home and with your friends is the Arabic dialect, as you've been finding out. I don't know what um, dialects your husband speaks. Uh, there are many dialects of Arabic. But as you've identified, uh, resources for dialects of Arabic are particularly hard to find. Um, so, you know, I know how that feels because uh, in Cantonese, the language I've been learning for a while, I've got the same same issue. Very few good resources. And so for, for a long time now, and to be honest, even before I started learning these languages without too many resources, I, I've always been partial to making my own materials. And the, the basic reason is that, especially when there's not much available, I like to study with things that interest me. Japanese was a funny one because the, all these textbooks, which were so dull on topics that I, you know, every textbook had a whole chapter about the Japanese tea ceremony because, you know, in Japan, they're very methodical and, you know, they have to present all aspects of their culture. And so yeah, there comes a point where you're like, oh, man, I really don't want to hear about Japanese tea ceremony anymore, let alone read about it and use it to, <laughs> to study Japanese. So I would do things like um, when I was getting the train in Japan, in Tokyo, I would record the train announcements on my phone and I would give it to a, a native speaker to, to, to transcribe and write down what was said. And I still remember those to this day, you know, the, those train announcements. I, I could tell you it word for word. I could at least recognize, I might forget a bit now, but I, I, I at least recognize it uh, word for word still. Um, something else I would do is I'd often do bits and pieces of writing and I'd get my tutor to correct uh, that. So I'd end up with a, you know, a perfect text at the end. And the advantage of that is that I've then got something that I want to say and it, it ends up being in good language, right? So that's quite useful. Uh, other things I did was I would sit down with my language partner and I would say, look, I really want to be able to talk about, um, uh, I don't know, the war in Syria or something, or I don't know, my, my family life or, um, I don't know, going exploring Mars, whatever interests you. And then just say to my two, look, can, can you just talk about this for a few minutes? Just tell me what you think. And I'm just going to record it. So I'd record that. And then I'd get her to him or her to, to write it down, transcribe what she'd said. It might be a bit boring for them, but it, I ended up with a very, very useful piece of, um, piece of audio and text. Then in the past, I've often um, hired people to transcribe film that I want to watch, like something on YouTube or a movie or TV series or something like that. And, and the guiding principle has always been for me to think, you know, what would I most like to be able to understand? What is my biggest challenge? 
And for me, usually, like my, my aim is in, in language learning is almost always to just be able to chat with people and have conversations. And so the things that I would struggle with, most of all, would be actually understanding people when they talk about everyday topics. So I would generally aim to you know, produce these little monologues and these pieces of material that were on the kind of topics and the kind of things that I'd have to talk about on a regular basis. So, um, you know, but it, it can be anything. The key, though, is always to follow your interests or at least follow the thing that you need to improve at. So the first step is to ask yourself, right, what, where are my weak points? What do I need to imp- improve at? And in your case, you said um, listening, which is, yeah, it's tough with Arabic. Um, it's tough in any language, but but particularly in, in Arabic. And so, you know, in the case of listening then, um, you know, it's a mistake, I think, to say, all right, I want to be able to understand all Arabic or, or everything that's ever said, because then you don't get anywhere, right? So you, you start with specifics and you kind of work through. So you say, okay, what kind of things do we tend to talk about? And maybe you often talk about uh, the weather in Australia. I don't know. So maybe you could ask your husband to just talk about the weather and then record that. Or maybe you can record conversations at dinner. Maybe, you know, if you ever have dinner with him and his parents, record a snippet of the conversation and get somebody to write write it down. I mean, often like the more kind of extreme and intrusive you are, the better material you get because it's kind of real, real stuff, right? And so, you know, recently I I my big project for last year was conversations, which is, you know, listening material for intermediate learners in different languages that that is that is that is natural uh, it's interesting comes with all the uh you know all the stuff that you need to actually study it's like the transcript translation all of that stuff and that is it's kind of that was the consequence of all the stuff i'd made before you know i i always made my own things like i told you and so really for conversations what i wanted to do was say all right well how can i do this on a bigger scale such that once I've made it, I've then got enough material to study for ages and ages and ages. Because when you've got a big chunk of material like this and you can just dedicate yourself to it, and you you don't get distracted, you stick with it, then that's when you can just do a lot of listening all the time and that's when you really improve. So in your email, Louise, you said um, at the end, I was wondering if you had any advice about the best way to go about doing this kind of thing in a useful way. And I'm not quite, I, see, when you said this, I was I was wondering to myself, did you mean useful in like, how do I make good materials for myself? Or do you mean useful as in a way that can help other people? Because, you know, I, I've kind of found that um, the, the way that I've ended up making the most useful material has actually been to think a little bit beyond my own needs. And so I started doing this with, the first time I did this was with Cantonese conversations. It's something I did um about a year ago this time last year i thought to myself right well i want to be able to listen to natural cantonese between you know conversations between native speakers and but i'm sure other people would like this as well so i basically got a bunch of people together um and i just re- got them to have conversations in cantonese i recorded it and then from that then i produced transcriptions and translations and, and it's been it's been really well received and it's been very popular among the kind of cantonese learning community because it's just it's very simple but it, it works you know it does what it says on the tin um so maybe uh, yeah so again like i'm not totally sure what you meant by that whether it's just for you or not but i think you know the first 
step is to say, all right, let's be specific. Let's identify specific um, things that I can improve in. You can do that by topic. You could ask your teacher to help with that. You could ask your husband if he's amenable. Often with partners, it can be a bit tricky. Or you can find a local tutor or language partner to to help you with that. There's lots of people that will do it. You can go on italki, for example. One of the things I've done in the past is, is buy italki lessons. But then rather than have the lesson, I probably shouldn't say this actually, but whatever, that's what I do. Rather than have the lesson, I say, look, could you use this hour to transcribe this thing for me? And usually they're very happy to do it. It means they don't have to talk to me. So, so there's lots of ways to that you can get this kind of stuff done. Usually if you're willing to pay a little bit, it speeds things up. Um, so that's the first thing, the first question. And then the second question then is, you know, if if you if you think this this way, Louise, like, I mean, like I do, is to think, well, well, how could I make this even more useful? So, you know, let's say that you're learning Syrian Arabic, for example. You know, how could I make an amazing resource for Syrian Arabic learners? And then that starts to get you to think a little bit bigger and starts to get the you know grease the cogs and and uh, you know produce the kind of ideas that can be very very useful. And um, and you know when you when you do get involved in this, often that's when you end up learning yourself, right? I found that just by producing Cantonese conversations, for example, I ended up listening to tons of stuff and improved a lot because I was just involved in it. I was working with the language. You know what I mean? So I, I would definitely encourage you to do that. If you are thinking about doing something beyond your own, like material for your own use, Louise, if you'd like to um, actually produce some Arabic material more broadly, then uh, shoot me an email. Maybe we can uh, team up on something. Who knows? Anyway, thank you very much for your email. I hope that uh, gave you some ideas there or at least a, a, an insight into the kind of thing that I do. If you'd like to ask me a question, you can send me an email like Louise did or you can go to iwillteachyoualanguage.com forward slash ask and you can leave an audio question there. So at the end of every episode, I like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. And today I'm going to point you to one of the first articles I ever wrote on my website, actually. Um, and this question from Louise prompted me to go back and look at it. And it's called How to Use Virtual Assistants to Make Your Own Foreign Language Materials. This must have been written three or four years ago, but it still is, is relevant. Um, you've probably heard me talk about these ideas since then. And um, it's funny for me going back and looking at all these old blog posts. They just I just realized I had no idea how to, <laughs> how to uh, make a blog post look nice back then. But anyway, the information is still good. So if you'd like to um, check out that article, then you can find it at the show notes, which will be at IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 236. That's IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 236. And if you'd like to check out the conversations material that I mentioned in the episode today, then you can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash conversations. Um, the I, the material was uh, was closed for the last couple of months because I've been um, working with the the people who who got involved originally and taking loads and loads of feedback, um, correcting a few errors, improving the material a bit. Uh, but now it's open, openly available, and you can find that in six languages: Spanish, French. Uh, German, Italian, Chinese, Japanese, and also in Cantonese, although the Cantonese version is a little bit different. And you can find all of that by going to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash conversations. All right, then. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you back in the next episode of the podcast. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a, a, a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free memory course. 